The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. G'day and welcome to Grinding Gears with Pete and Aaron. Right here on Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access Radio Capity. It's your weekly show about cars and drivers, enthusiasts and the obsessed. This evening we're going to be looking at future tech and the Chinese magnesium problem. So brace yourselves.
Hey, it's Pete. Hello. Right here, right now, on Grinding Gears, Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access FM in Carpety. Kicking off this week, it's Future Tech. Some freaking cool new ways of getting around on the horizon, so we're starting off with stuff that hovers. First up is the $92,000 Jetson 1, the People's Helicopter. Yeah, Swedish startup has revealed your next commuting hero. Uh, this is the people's champ, at least according to its makers, uh, and they are Jetson. And uh, that's right, it's a company called Jetson. And they have built a small helicopter. It is called the One, a vertical takeoff and landing vehicle, or VTOL. That's another acronym, yeah, because yeah. nobody has time for the full words anymore. Yeah, no. Indeed, nobody has time for commuting either. So Jetson has opened up the One's ownership uh, company founder Peter Ternström reckons their mission is to make flight available to everyone. The Jetson 1 is an electric helicopter that you can own and fly around in. He added they intend to make everyone a pilot. And you thought Russia on land can get a little hairy. Wait for the flanks of these in the skies. And we're told uh, the 1 is built around a race car inspired rigid aluminium space frame chassis with 8 electric motors each one a high-power electric brushless outrunner running off a lithium-ion battery of an undisclosed size. But the one can apparently continue can continue working if uh, one of these motors goes kaput. Yeah, it weighs 86 kilos in total, while the pilot can weigh up to 95 kilos. So no fatties. No, I wouldn't be able to ride it. Uh, Jetson says it can fly for a full 20 minutes with an 85-kilogram pilot on board. And up to a limited speed, uh, a limited top speed of just over 100 kilometres an hour, which is more than fast enough for the average consumer. Yeah. Uh, controls? Well, there are some. Handily a three-axis joystick with a throttle lever, and there are various LiDAR sensors fitted for extra terrain uh, tracking and obstacle avoidance. You know, just in case you get in front of a tree or something, I suppose. Yeah. Heck, it'll even hover hands-free, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Jetson is only building 12 of these a year, though, and... They're pretty much all sold out, uh, but you can order one for 2023 if you are quick. Speaking of which, it'll recharge as quickly as it's sold out. Its makers proclaim the Jetson 1 requires virtually no maintenance and is an extremely compact VTOL that recharges faster than a smartphone. Yeah, the price, well, there is one, and it's not actually what you think. It's yours for $92,000, probably US, mm. uh, with a $22,000 deposit, and it'll arrive partially assembled... Uh, and a kit that you will have to finish yourself. But don't worry, there are instructions. Nope, so, and uh, going from a personal helicopter to uh, a hover bike out of Japan. ALI Technologies, a Jap- Japanese-based startup uh, backed by electronic giant Mitsubishi and a football called Keisuke Honda, has unveiled its hover bike, which it envisions as a future mode of transportation. Yeah, the slick-looking X-Turismo limited edition hover bike is now up for order, with deliveries expected to follow in the first half of 2022. Yeah, the startup recently demonstrated the vehicle on a Tokyo Air racing track near Mount Fuji and showed off its aerial moves. The, model, uh, the company says this model is based on the desire to bring new sensations and experiences to mankind. A high-performance machine that runs through the sky. Yeah. The hoverbike consists of a motorcycle-like body that appears to be built using carbon fibre and sits atop a, hu- of, atop of a huge cage prop. Uh, props, I should say. Uh, and they're in the front and in the rear, 
while each corner houses a small clothes prop. Uh, the machine rests on landing skids when stationary. It's equipped with a conventional engine and four battery-powered motors that can fly for up to 40 minutes and up to 100 kilometres an hour on a single charge. And the extra is more limited edition. It's quite compact, measuring 3.7 metres in length, 2.4 in width and 1.5 in height. And the weight of the thing is actually 300 kilo, so slightly actually probably more than a yeah, standard motorbike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it allows it to lift off the ground without problems. The vehicle only has one seat and can support a rider of up to 100 kilo. So again, yeah, you would lay off the KFC. Yeah, bugger. Uh, the regulations in Japan prohibit such vehicles from flying over public roads, so its applications will be limited to the kind of track use for the demo flight for the foreseeable future. But developers hope that rescue teams can benefit from the hoverbike to quickly access and accessible areas. Yeah, that would be a bloody good idea. I wonder if they'll be able to fly around in New Zealand. There's enough bureaucracy here already around things like e-scooters, but stuff that can fly. <laughs> Big pushers will be rubbing their hands to get a thing of all the new laws and regulations or something like this. Uh, yeah, well, the company aims to have manufactured just 200 single-rider hoverbikes, each priced at the 77.7 million yen, which is around about $963,000. Uh, you know, we, we have dreamed of flying cars in the past. Yeah, back to the future too. Yeah, well, now we have flying motorcycles, well, at least in Japan. But prefer something futuristic uh, with all wheels on the ground, Segway. Yes, Segway is actually making a hybrid motorcycle worthy of all your Tron fantasies. Yeah, the bike's powertrain uses a fuel cell to turn gaseous hydrogen into electrical energy. Uh, so for proof that Segway is no longer the company it once was, you need look no further at its uh, new two-wheel vehicle. The brand, which is now owned by Chinese robotics startup Ninebot, uh, just unveiled the Apex H2 motorcycle concept. Yep, powered by hybrid hydrogen electric powertrain. Yes, hydrogen. Bike will be capable of reaching a top speed of 150 kph, which would immediately make it one of the fastest segways of all time. Yeah, the Apex H2 is the follow-up for the brand's 2019 electric supermotors vehicle concept, the Apex. Like that prototype, it sports a head-turning cyberpunk-inspired design that would be out of place in a Tron sequel. Glossy black and white bike is all bold shapes, sharp angles, and a outlandish one-sided front fork. The most striking aspect of the design, though, uh, are the neon-lit accents that kind of draw your attention uh, to its wheels and a sleek little m- motor beam there. Yeah, the engine setup holds its own, too. The Apex H2 will feature a hybrid powertrain that will convert gaseous hydrogen into electric energy via a special fuel cell. Ninebot says the hydrogen electric setup will be able to generate up to and over 80 horsepower and rocket the bike from 0 to 100 in less than 4 seconds. This isn't the original Segway, uh, you know, the infamous two-wheel personal transporter favoured by mall cops, topped out at 16 kilometres an hour. The Apex's quarter top speed is almost tenfold. Of course, there's one key difference between the concept and this. Uh, the H2 will be one of the rare concept vehicles you might probably actually going to be able to buy. Yeah, hopefully. Ninebot says the bike will go into production in 2023, and with deliveries expected to begin the same year. Uh, when the H2 does finally go on sale, the bike will join a, ver- uh, a varied Segway lineup that includes an e-wall, 
Uh, Wall E esque. What do you call that? Esque. Wall E esque. Have you ever seen the movie Wallies at the Oh, okay. Yeah. in like that fancy term. Right. Motorized chair on wheels and a high performance Lamborghini approved go kart that can go up to 40Ks an hour. So, goal segue. The future's looking a bit more exciting. And I promise I'll post up pics on Facebook of these. Uh, but there could be another spanner in the works, my Oriental colleagues. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Time for some. Welcome back to Grinding Gears. We are Pete. 
And Darren. Bringing you the car news and reviews every week from Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access Radio Carpety. And an article from our New Zealand Herald, which is uh, still lacking a bit there in the proofreading. There's a looming Chinese magnesium shortage. The global car industries could grind to a halt within weeks amid a catastrophic halt. Why? Uh, well, the world's largest car makers and other users of aluminium could be forced to halt production within weeks amid a catastrophic shortage of magnesium across Europe. Magnesium is a key material used in the production of aluminium alloys, which is used in everything from car parts to building materials to food packaging. China somehow has a near monopoly on a global magnesium manufacturing, accounting for 87% of production. But the Chinese government efforts to reduce domestic power consumption amid rising energy levels have slowed output to a trickle since September 20. In Shanxi and Shanxi provinces, the world's main magnesium production hubs, uh, 25 plants at shutdown and a further five plants slashed production by 50% as a result of these power cuts. Meaning, Europe was expected to run out of magnesium stockpiles by the end of November. Yeah, last, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, last Friday, a group of European industry associations representing cars, metals, packaging and other sectors issued a joint statement warning of the catastrophic impact of the production cuts, which they said had already resulted in an international supply crisis of unprecedented magnitude. Mm, great, like we need more of those. Mm. The statement called for urgent action from the EU Commission and national governments to work with China to stave off the imminent risk of Europe-wide shutdowns. The statement reckons, without urgent action by the European Union, this issue, if not resolved, threatens thousands of businesses across Europe, their entire supply chains, and the millions of jobs that rely on them. European leaders, including Germany's Chancellor Angela Merkel, have sounded the alarm. The Financial Times reported that Merkel warned her fellow leaders at this summit in uh, Brussels on Thursday about the potential crisis unless China restarts its magnesium smelters. Mm, The European Commission said in a statement, we are raising this issue with our Chinese counterparts in order to address immediate shortages and are assessing long-term solutions to tackle this strategic dependency. Car manufacturers have already been hit with delays this year due to the shortage of semiconductors, but now their focus is shifting to frickin' magnesium. B of A Securities, uh, formerly Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, mm. uh, analysts told clients last week, according to the Financial Times, magnesium shortage could trigger a shortage of usable aluminium, which could also hit car production. In the letter that Friday, the industry groups warned that with the EU almost totally dependent on China for 95% of its magnesium, the European uh, aluminium, iron and steel producing and uh, using industries together with the raw material suppliers, they're all particularly impacted with far-reaching ramifications on the entire European uh, Union value chains, including key end sectors such as automotive construction and, as I said before, food packaging even. Yeah, they noted that the current supply issues had already resulted in record prices and worldwide distortions in the supply chain. Yes, well... The cost of magnesium has skyrocketed, with today's remaining uh, imports trading at what they described as extortionate prices of around US 10000 to 14000 per metric tonne. That's up from around $2,000 earlier this year. 
making it almost impossible for UMP companies to produce or source magnesium-containing materials at a viable level. Got to wonder whether this is all a bit deliberate. Hmm? Yeah, the letter was signed by the ACEA, the industry body that represents BMW, Volkswagen, and other global car makers, as well as European Aluminium and Euro for uh, the Steel Lobby Group. So again, the world's largest car makers could soon be forced to halt production. Canada-based uh, aluminium producer M- Matalco recently wrote to its customers and business partners warning of potential shortages due to the magnesium crisis. And hey, locally, it could have the same effect on the T-Y smelter here in Southland. Yeah, Mr. Horder promised... Another update within weeks, but warn these hardeners of our products are essential as we cannot produce products without them, meaning things will most likely come to another crisis point. Mm-hmm. Maybe more expensive again. Mm-hmm. According to a September 27th report by European Aluminium, an industry group which includes the likes of Alcoa and, of course, Rio Tinto runs TY warned that a current crisis was a clear example of the risk the EU is taking by making its domestic economy dependent on Chinese imports. Europe has grown almost entirely dependent on China for magnesium since Chinese uh, dumping forced the closure of Europe's remaining magnesium production plant in 2001. European Aluminium's report stated between 2000 and 2021... China's magnesium production increased from 12% of the global supply to 87%, creating an effective international monopoly in a 1.2 million tonnes per annum market demand. Plus, the magnesium sector is only one in a long list of uh, production leakages since the early 90s. So European primary aluminium production alone has lost more than 30% of its capacity since 2008, and in comparison, China continuously increased production capacity to meet a steady increase in Europe and global demand for both aluminium and magnesium. Euro manufacturers now face dramatic risks as China is expected to direct, to direct its remaining magnesium production to its own industries. The European companies no longer receiving the necessary raw materials to even continue production. Yeah, the Global Times said while some magnesium smelters had resumed production at 40% output, Industry insiders expect market uncertainty and volatility to persist until the end of the year. Yeah, so we can look forward to more price hikes and BS as we try to get on with our regular lives. But think positive about the future tech, and hopefully things will get brighter. Uh, no Tesla time this week, as we frankly couldn't fit it in. But we'll be back next week, so till then, and always, don't be a dick, make it click. be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do i don't believe that anybody feels the way i do about you now backbeat the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out Sure, you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe that anybody.
Proceeding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand on Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz. 